0: This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. God bless you all on this Good Friday. Oh, God bless you all. Do you know what? The older I get, the more emotional I get. The more grateful I am, the more tender my heart seems to... I I got to tell you like uh, I was I was uh watching TV today and uh Ruth has been uh watching a, a box set. Do you guys binge on box sets? Oh uh, yeah and uh so I had an opportunity this afternoon to uh watch the last uh two um episodes of Victim of All Did you watch that on BBC1? Uh it was Victim about uh, forgiveness. And uh, basically it's a story of uh, a woman that's seeking um, to find out the person or seek out the person that killed her nine-year-old son. Uh, It's a drama, it's really, really harrowing, but in the end she comes face to face. And it's such a wonderful story of forgiveness and uh, I blubbed like a baby at the end of it, overwhelmed by how someone can forgive somebody else. You know, if there's one thing I know about forgiveness is, if it's not big enough, it's not worth forgiving. Yeah, Yeah, it's easy to give small stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's easy to bump into someone as you go through a shop door and say, oh, I'm sorry, and ask for forgiveness. It's no big deal. But you know, forgiveness of having to forgive someone for big stuff, that's something else. And so today, I've spent a lot of the day feeling very emotional um, because I am forgiven i am forgiven and today is good friday because of the forgiveness that each and every one of us of believers have been offered amen Amen. so i was in the office this week and as everybody was looking forward to the easter break everybody was saying you know what are you doing on friday and what are you doing on monday and one of the girls in the office turned around and said why is it called good friday and somebody else turned around and said, oh, it's easy why it's called Good Friday, because there's two bank holidays that we got back to back. That must be why it's Good Friday. And I thought the whole thought of it was uh, interesting. And then she corrected him by turning around and saying, uh, the holidays aren't back to back. I think you'll find that's Christmas Day and Boxing Day. But anyway, but I wonder, it's strange that we call it Good Friday, isn't it? I wonder where the phrase comes from that we would call this Good Friday. Does anybody know? So I went onto the internet the last couple of weeks as I was preparing for Easter and tried to find out why it was called Good Friday. And do you know why, why, why it's called Good Friday? Haven't a clue. Nobody has a clue whatsoever. They thought it might be called God Friday, the day that kind of, you know, uh, redemption was found for each and every one of us, but I couldn't find a reason. Why it could be called Good Friday. But I want to give you some reasons today as to why I think today is a good day. Even though someone died, that we think that's a good thing. Peculiar thought, isn't it? That someone dies and we think it's a good thing. But you know, there's lots of things in life that happen to us. That from the perspective of somebody else, we would think it's a bad thing. But it's really a good thing. There's a story that um, the evangelist um, and preacher Tony Campolo talks about when he was on an aeroplane flight. And he was on an aeroplane flight. And uh, it was one of those flights where the mum was putting the child on the plane to go and see daddy that was in another city. And in order to help the child enjoy the flight, mum gave her so many sweets as she climbed onto the plane. And she climbed onto the plane and she's waiting for the plane to take off and she's putting one sweet after another, throwing them all back in. And they were on a particularly rough flight. And she'd all of these sweets throughout the whole of the flight and there was turbulence that had kicked in. And then there was this moment that happened when they were in the air when there was a rumble. It wasn't a rumble from turbul- turbulence, it was a rumble. In the stomach of the little girl. And guess what happened? There she was. No time to go for the bag. And it was just a big vomit. all of, And it was all over the place. And Tony Campolo said, I have never smelt vomit like that in my life. It stunk. And there she was stinking puke all over her and the smell was everyone people were trying to and it was all in her hair and she was filthy and as he was getting off the plane after they'd arrived they'd done their efforts to tidy the girl up and the little girl is going through and someone is helping her with a passport and handing it all over and this smelly filthy stinking little girl sees her father in arrivals And the father sees the daughter and she begins to run and he runs. And guess what? She throws herself into daddy's arms and there in the middle of the stink and the smell and the filth of puke, he is hugging her so tightly because she's come home. And you know, that's the story of our lives, isn't it? That's the story is despite our sin, despite the stench and stain of our wrongdoing, that he loved us regardless of all we did. That's why it's Good Friday today, because he loved me and he loved you and he gave his son for us. So I want to share some thoughts with you, if I may, from Romans chapter 5 and verse 6 to 10 in the short time that we have together as we reflect on a wonderful scripture that Paul writes to the church in Rome where Andrea's just been uh, to enjoy her holidays. This is a very letter that was written to the church that was there around kind of 67 AD. This letter was written by Paul the Apostle to the very church, the believers that were there. And I'd like to share these Uh, scriptures with you this evening, if I can. Uh, Just a few short verses from Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 10. But before we turn to God's word together, let's pray, shall we? Father God, we thank you more than anything that we can approach you today. We thank you, O God, that we have access to you today because of your son, Jesus The one who was the propitiation of our sins. The one who bought us. The one who redeemed us. And we have direct access to you today. The two have become one again today. On this day that we celebrate in history. Called Good Friday. So Lord with grateful hearts. Lord we sing that song. How can we not give you praise. Well on this day oh God. How can we not give you praise today for all that you've done for us. So Lord, bless us in our time together as we turn to the scriptures. Teach us. Lord, help us to understand your word. Lord, inspire us and encourage us today by your Holy Spirit we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So, turn to me to the scriptures. Romans chapter 5. We're going to read from verse 6 to 10. Put your finger in it for a moment while I give you a thought. You see, what has happened today in history what happened at Easter, and Easter, have you noticed Easter is a different time of the year every, every year? Have you, noticed that? have you noticed Easter is never on time? It's always early or it's always late. Every time Easter comes out and everyone looks at the calendar, they say, oh, Easter's early this year. And they look at it next year and say, oh, Easter's late. And Easter is never on time is something I've learned. But Easter moves around, and the reason it moves around, unlike Christmas Day that's nailed into December the 25th, and we don't move it from there, the reason uh, it moves is it's the first full moon after the vernal equinox is that the Passover is celebrated in the Jewish tradition. And because it was the feast of the Passover on Thursday night, That's what makes Good Friday Friday is on Thursday night, the night before, and with that scripture um, that was read to us earlier, that Andrea read from from, um, Paul's writing to the Corinthians, says, the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and gave thanks and said, this is my body which is broken for you. And then he took the cup and says, this is my cup, the new covenant in my blood, drink all of it. And that was all done on Thursday night, done last night, 2,000 years ago. And then on Thursday night, there are two things that happen that we'll talk about in a moment before we get to Good Friday. And you see, at Good Friday, on Good Friday, a price was paid. A price was paid to free us. And I know there's a price that's paid often in an auction. Any of you been to an auction? Going once. Going twice, bang. Any of you ever scratched your eye at an auction? I see that bid. <laughs> Any of you nudged your wife or whatever? Don't blow your nose. I see that bid. You're like in an auction, and you don't move in case you have a bid. And it says, £25, am bid, £25, am bid, £25, £25, 26 i Have you seen them all bidding? If you've been in an auction with cattle, I, I, how on earth do they talk so fast? But it comes to this phrase That they say, going, going, gone. And that's the title of my message tonight. The price is paid. Going. Going. Gone. You see, the first going was the going of the preparation. The preparation of the Passover meal. You see that they went and the disciples prepared an upper room to celebrate the Passover together. And Jesus was going and the disciples were going. Everyone was going to this place together to celebrate the Passover meal. And the second going that happens later on that night is they go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And they go together to pray and that's where The betrayal of Jesus happens. Going. And then we pass into Friday. And Jesus is brutally tortured on the cross. And he declares the words, It is finished. And he gave up his spirit. And he's gone. Going. Going. Right, turn with me to scripture, Romans chapter 5, and let's read from verse 6 to 10 together. You see, says Paul, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely Will anyone die for a righteous person? Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Since we have now been justified By his blood. Justified, complicated word. I love how Pastor Luther Phillips, when I was a boy, used to treat this. He says, Justified never sinned. Just as if I'd never sinned. Justified by his blood. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? And verse 10 For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled Him. Reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? let's pray, Father God, as we as we celebrate your death, it's the most, most bizarre phrase to use that we would celebrate your death, but we celebrate the death of the son of God for two reasons number one that we were set free O oh God and we are grateful but secondly that death could not hold its prey because Sunday's coming so bless our time together in Jesus name I ask amen, amen. the price was paid The price was paid, says Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. You see, at just the right time. You know, I love how God works. Do you? You see, Easter might never be on time. Easter might be early or Easter might be late. But God is always on time, isn't he? You see, just at the right time, where all the prophetic Of the scriptures, all of the foretelling that there is coming one whose shoes I am unworthy to untie, says John the Baptist. The voice of one crying in the wilderness is declared. All of these prophecies that are foretold. Over 400 prophecies foretelling where Jesus would be born. Where he would be crucified. Where he would be killed. How he would be killed. The method of his betrayal. All of these prophecies, prophecies come to a culmination on Good Friday. On Holy Week. Holy Week, which we celebrate in the Christian calendar, that goes from Palm Sunday all the way through to Easter Sunday, that we'll be celebrating together on Sunday. And the thought that came to me while I was reflecting on the scriptures and waiting upon God was an interesting parallel that's between going, going, gone on Thursday and Friday, and an interesting parallel between the crucifixion between our lives and the fall of Adam that is talked about in Romans chapter 5. You see, I find it interesting that the whole Passover meal is a sign of breaking bread and a sign of oneness. In fact, that's why we call it communion. Communion, it's a community together in union. All of us are meant to be together. And that's how God shaped each and every one of us to be. You see, prior to the fall, prior when man was made in our own image, in the perfectness and wonder of creation, there was perfect communion between God and man, between mankind and him. But there came a betrayal. And I find it interesting that in the Passover meal together... As a reflection of oneness that comes before a betrayal. Isn't that a reflection of what happened to us? The oneness that was meant before the foundation of time. That we who were made in his image were supposed to live in holy communion with him. And yet we betrayed him. I find it really interesting not just the going of the Passover meal, that they did all the preparations and all of them came together and they found the room and they did all the preparations and those words are declared, whatever you have to do, Judas, do it quickly. He knew what was coming. I love the fact that our Christ laid down his life freely for us. Oh, Judas, Judas, Judas. Judas. Why did he mess up? And it's the same story that's been told about Adam. Oh, Adam, Adam, why did you mess up? You see, because the arrogance of our own faith sometimes is we condemn others when we ourselves are condemned. There's a story of a young man that was in the church. And he was speaking to his pastor one day and uh, he was saying that, you know, he would never have taken of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil had he been in the garden that he would never have betrayed jesus that he would not have done such a thing and the pastor found it quite interesting so he invited the young man to dinner a few sundays later and his wife had prepared a lovely meal and the smell was beautiful And his wife brought in the silver platter and put it down in the middle of the table and the smell was incredible from all the prepared food. And the silver platter with the lid on top, oh, it smelled wonderful. But just at the moment when the wife had come and put it in the middle of the table, the pastor said, oh, excuse me one moment while I make my way out, but whatever you do, don't open the platter until we... Are back in so we may dine together. And off they went out to the kitchen and they waited. And they waited and they waited. And the young man was there at the table. And oh, it smelt mighty fine. And he couldn't work out if it was beef or if it was lamb. Have you ever had that quandary sometimes? You think, is it beef or lamb? And guess what he did? He leaned across. And he picked up the lid and as he picked up the lid, it was full of feathers. And the feathers went everywhere across the dining table. And so he tried to pick them up and put them back in and they could hear the commotion and the pastor walked in and said, oh my, my, my. You followed the path of Adam and Judas after all. And we are so arrogant sometimes in the condition that we find ourselves in. And it the Gospel of John says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. We are broken and fallen, but thanks be to God at just the right time, and not just the right time, at a time when we were powerless. You see, powerless to vindicate ourselves, powerless to pay a price that was required for our sins. And so the preparations had been made in the first going, and as they made their way to the Garden of Eden, the second going. Interesting, that as sin was birthed in one garden, that there are steps to right the wrong in a second garden. That the Garden of Eden, its stench and its stain, is freed by the Garden of Gethsemane and the price that our Lord was willing willing to do in just going to the Garden, knowing what was before him. The going of Passover that talks of the unity that is ours. The going of betrayal that we see in the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Gethsemane. That it's in that place of violence. It's in that place where, where they pull out a sword and <laughs> cut off the centurion's ear. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus heals him. In the middle of all the stink and the stain. You see, if you're covered in poke. If you are stinking. If you are smelly. No matter what the stain that is on your life. He's waiting. He's waiting not in departures he's waiting in arrivals for you waiting so that we might be received into his love as the father received the prodigal and there's an inevitability isn't there as we close there's an inevitability at the auction going once going twice gone And the turmoil of Thursday night. The dining, the drinking of wine, and the breaking of bread, the going to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's arrested and overnight is held. And our Lord and our Saviour on Friday morning is taken and beaten and tortured a crown of thorns is put on his head to mock him. You say you're the king of the Jews. Mocked him. The very one that could have brought condemnation and destruction upon us all. Withheld such power. For you. And for me. To set us free. The hymnist says it better than I could ever say it the hymnist uses the words he could have called 10,000 angels I don't think he'd need to even called you I think he could have just thought 10,000 angels and we would have been cast into outer darkness but I love this scripture from Romans 5 but God demonstrates his love to love to us in this while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and so with blood flowing down his head with blood pouring out of his hands and his feet he declares those words it is finished I know what I love about those words. Is he didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. It is finished. The purpose and plan for our lives to be redeemed. That the price for our sin that was upon him. That instead of my sin and my condemnation condemning me. I have been set free through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, as he took for me the debt that I could not pay for myself because I was powerless. And as Caris comes to minister to us in song in a moment, one of the songs that was on my heart this morning was a little song that was, I remember learning it in, South Africa, I must have been about 14 or 15 years of age. I'm not going to sing it, don't worry. But the words of the song, I remember Pastor Harris and his wife Rita, and I remember them teaching our family this little song, and the words of it simply went He paid a debt I did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to take my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace. He paid the debt for me. It's Good Friday. It's a good, good day today. Because our sin, going, going, going. Gone. God bless you.